Hello. Welcome to the Mostly Yoga Podcast. It's me again. My name is Aaron. Welcome to the show. I what day is it? Today's a weekend. Nice weather, you know, end of the year. Starting to get a bit chilly. I'm sure it's relatively chilly wherever you're at in the world. If you're in Singapore, weather's good. Raining, but, you know, comes with the the cool breeze. Not as hot and humid as before, so. <laughs> uh, you know, good way to talk about the weather. Segway for a bit. Let, let me get comfortable talking to myself in my room. Whenever I do these things, always fucking self-conscious. Don't know why. Done this so many times, but still weirds me out when I talk to myself. Anyway, now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh, I have the pleasure of once again connecting with a uh, a friend of mine from Chiang Mai. The yet another episode, uh, like I said, uh, for the Chiang Mai Soul Connection series that I'm doing now. So, um, my friend, I speak to my friend today, Logan, and. He, he's, he he lives in Chiang Mai, but his heart's from India. And you can... <laughs> he talks a bit about that at the start of the podcast or so, so it's interesting to hear that. And it's cool. I like I like that that he stays true to his roots. Um, anyway. Um, I had a very interesting chat with him. Very easy, very open... And when I was listening back to this, when I was editing this podcast, I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, this this guy, like, he's so, the his presence, right, his energy, it is both light and it is also both very strong, very stable. Like, he he seems very sure of himself. Sort of the same vibe as I got when I was talking to Shah Hao at previous episode. And um, a couple of things, uh the start of this podcast, I think maybe the first half, or maybe like, I don't know why, um, when when I talk on the podcast, the voice seems quite soft. I, I don't know whether is it, I fiddled with the mic wrongly or whatever, uh, but it, just if you need to, just turn the volume up a little bit while you're listening to when I talk, and then you can lower it back down <laughs> when he starts to talk. But luckily enough, towards the end, it, it sort of goes back to normal. Um... Maybe it is something I'm not doing with my editing, or maybe just my headphones are busted. I don't know. We'll find out soon enough. Um, and then what else? Oh, if okay, if you're a long-time listener and you like what you hear, as always, feel free to go to coffee.com slash yoga to show your support. And if you decide to donate, thank you in advance. And if you don't, that's fine as well. You can always still listen to this for free. I'm happy to keep making these podcasts because I love talking to people and I love connecting and I love making all these things and sharing it with whoever that's listening out there. Hmm, what else? That's about it. Let's just dive right into it. Yeah, without further ado, here's my good friend, Logan. Enjoy. If this gets uncomfortable, just you can take it out. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to do one in and one out. Up to you, because it can get a bit like uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you, Logan, for inviting me into your space. Lovely space. I can see Shiva over there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Ganesh is somewhere as well. Mm. You, got, you got little bits of you mm-hmm. surrounding this place. From the books to the, to the Om, to the Dreamcatchers. It's all you, right? It's all uh, South Indian. And I'm always very like intrigued whenever I come to people's houses. like mm. To be invited into their space and to see a little bit of who they are through mm. their... Mm. You know, through that environment. Mm. I went to uh, Craig's place, Jackson's place, Howe's place, Atum's place, and now yours. Mm. And it's nice, like, it's nice to see like a different side of everybody. I get this chance through this podcast to get mm. to know people a little bit better. Mm. So again, thank you. Uh, welcome to my house. Uh, welcome to my home. I, I always feel like, you know, home is an extended part of who we are. Yes. And it's really important to see ourselves outside. So when we come back from a long day and when you come inside your home, you feel like, you know, you are in your own space. And that's important. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I believe that. Mm. Like I also try and curate my space to be like a safe space for me to mm. come home to and mm. to recharge and mm. to be re-energized. Mm. So the more you spend time in your own space, you sort of like create that, mm. that little energy. Yeah. yeah. And when I step into the space, I feel your energy. Mm. And for me, it's really... <laughs> Uh, I started to create this as a process to be my home because uh, staying away from India and uh, I'm I'm the only Tamil speaking person in Chiang Mai. (laughs) Like I'm the only Tamil speaking person in Chiang Mai. Have you never met another? I have met uh, one person. Tourist. One person who lives here and he's not living here anymore. So it becomes really difficult in my head like when I don't see my culture outside. And uh, uh, so when I come back home, I need to see Tamil. Uh, I need to see my uh, things which made me who who am I. Like I always speak English outside. Yeah. But in my head, I speak in Tamil, my language, and then I translate to English. So when I mm. come home, I don't have to translate anything. Everything is like, okay, I'm home. Interesting. So I feel like I'm interacting with my culture when I come back home. So it is really important for me to have the sun outside. And uh, that's a South Indian sun. That's an Indian sun. Uh, it symbolizes that, you know, it clears away all the darkness when I enter my house. So spiritually, when I come into my home, like I get spiritually recharged. So I don't have to make an effort to do anything. Like that's the Ganesh and that's a South Indian Ganesh. That's a painting over there. And uh, you have Lord uh, Shiva, uh, means everything to me. You have Lord Krishna, uh, you have the Om, you have the sunflower, you have the dream catcher and this harmonium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's really special to me. It came to me now. And uh, yeah, so I like to have an extended bit bit of me everywhere outside. Uh, yeah. So I feel if I don't even make an effort, I feel nourished when I stay in home. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So nice. Thank you so much. And it also makes me feel good when someone acknowledges that. Yeah, you know? right. Like yeah. It's not just the ambience. It's every bit of me outside. And it's not like, oh, you know, the place is like a nice high tech, whatever, no. remote control, no. Google thing. It's just <laughs> no. like, it's so authentically you. Yes. And you can sort of pick up these things through, mm. like, say, say I know you from mm. uh, one side of you mm. and then I step into your space. Oh, I, I understand a little deeper of who mm. you are. Yeah. And it's just so subtle, but mm. it's important as well, mm. I feel. Yeah. And I try and curate, like I said, I try and curate my space to be as authentic to me as well. Mm. So, like, I, I'm aware of it and, and I commend it. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a process. Uh, yeah. It's not ending. It's like learning, isn't it? There is no end for learning. Yeah. Like when you want to create something, there is no end to what you create. It can always be better the next day and the next day. And uh, yeah, every bit 
here is i carefully placed i changed i mean i altered things so i feel like you know this is my home Mm. Like I don't feel like I live somewhere else. When mm. I come to my home, I feel like this is Tamil Nadu. This hey. is Chennai. <laughs> this is my home. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I feel really grateful that you acknowledge that, <laughs> not only the things but also the energy inside. Yeah, my yeah. Home. Mm. How long have you been away from Tamil oh, Nadu? Uh, I mean, staying in Chiang Mai, Thailand, is the longest uh, that I have ever been away from my home. It's been. Uh, it's going to be three years. and uh, the first for one and a half years was the longest time i had stayed away mm. from my family and my country and uh, now i recently last month i went back home and came back and every single time when i go back home it's a reverse culture shock yes so i, I agree yeah. it's been it's been one month i'm still like trying to i stayed in my home for two weeks and then i came back it's been one month i still have the indian way of doing things so i'm slowly adapting back to live in chiang mai mm. if that makes sense it does it definitely does for me so like it, and like when i come here and when i go back it's not like i've spent a year away but like no. even a month yeah and then going back to like mm. because there is a huge contrast from, yeah. from the city yes. or wherever and also for me here in chiang mai life is like a dream It is. It, it, it is. It is. Like it does feel real, you know. It's it's a paradise. Mm. Uh, yeah, you have the smoky season. You have uh, other struggles, external struggles. Yes, but you know the life is here is so safe. You don't think about what's going to happen to you when you go outside. Mm. Mm? Of course, you put yourself in traffic. You put yourself outside with other people, but you don't consciously, unconsciously, you think that you are in a threat, mm. or you have to like look after yourself here. Like when I went back home. Uh, the you need minute to turn I turn on a bit, right? You need to be aware. Yeah, when you, when I went back to India, ever since I stepped outside the airport, you have my body has the memory, right? Yeah. It turns on. It's active, yeah. and then I get confused, like why I'm so active, why I'm so edge. Yes, yes, yes. Even when I t- uh, speak to a taxi driver, mm. if I speak, if I get into a metro, every single time I need to be active and I need to be aware. All my senses get active, and then it's little confusing, like why? Like I'm not in a threat. Uh, why do I feel active? It's just like you know your senses know that you are in a different place. Your reality has changed, so you need to consciously interact with the reality. So when I back go back home, I put my helmet in my bike, and when I go back inside my home, my dad will be like, "What are you doing? We oh, don't put the helmet outside." Yeah. So little little things, the way of life is on the edge. So I'm not saying that you are in a threat and it's a bad place. It's just that you you are so. close to the life and existence and you are living in the edge and then you come back here you don't think about anything else yeah, outside yeah, yeah. and then you get confused i completely agree with this and like when i first came uh to chiang mai uh 3 weeks ago i mean not okay not not the first time i came but when i on this trip when i came when i landed mm. i remember the first one two days right and it's because i was with my mom mm. so when i landed right i i brought that that energy that i mm. got from singapore to here mm. so the mm. first few days i was still on high alert i was still mm. very aware mm. i was still on edge you know i was trying to be very defensive mm. and then i was like i remember contemplating this like hey, why do i feel a bit off i feel mm. a bit different mm. and then through more contemplation like maybe mm. on the third day or something i realized that like mm. i was bringing the energy that i had from mm. singapore mm. here mm. and that energy is not in sync mm. because when i'm in the city mm. people are like you know hustle bustle yeah. have to get you a bit yeah. you know you need you need to be on your toes yes and then when i came here i was like on high alert but there mm. there was no need for that there is absolutely no need and i was draining myself unnecessarily yeah. because of that yeah. and then afterwards when i of course like you know after a few days you got acclimatized mm. 
And I was just like, okay, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then I start to get get into the groove of things, and I yeah. just let things flow. Yeah. Out. And uh, one thing for me is like when I go back home, mm. even though I'm in my city, I'm with my people. I don't have to think about what I have to say. Like, do I have your hometown? Ah, you know where yeah. everything is. Yeah. 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 I also ask myself why I'm on edge because I'm from a very um, underprivileged community, and then I did not go to a really good private school. I learned English by watching movies, hey. and uh, I I was not given really good uh, uh, degrees. Like when I wanted to get into enrolled into really good college, they did not give me because of various reasons. Okay, so and I'm also black, dark skinned. So you also get discriminated for being black in in India. Chennai, yeah, huh? in in Chennai, yeah. Isn't everybody dark skin? Everyone dark skin, so but I'm especially darker. more darker. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> like I'm more darker, okay. Okay. So uh, I have beard, and uh, so normally people with long hair and beard and dark skin they associate them with being a rowdy, okay. uh, like being rogue or someone who's a criminal. So I, oh, when I walk in the street and when I see a police and they will stop me and they ask me millions of questions. So it's not only I have to like be aware and alert on the reality. I also be have to be aware that people are going to ask me different questions. Ah. So so being here and being open and happy and being accepted for who you are and then I go back to my country and then I drive my motorbike. And you know they normally stop you when when you are driving a motorbike and they ask you question where are you coming from is this your motorbike and they and they let you go and when they stopped me last time the last month and they asked me like, is this your bike I was like yeah it's my brother's bike can you give me all the proof I give them all the proof and they ask me more questions like why do you have long hair why do you have dyed your hair why do you have so much beard you don't look Tamil I was like what do you want me to say yeah. I live in a different country so you know so I have to be aware intellectually that people going to ask me question yeah. And even though it's no, it's my trauma that being discriminated for so long, it's still active, and I'm on edge that I'm gonna be like people gonna ask me, people gonna people gonna stop me, and uh, when I come back here, like I'm still active, turned on, but it's not required. Yeah. And then just being active just drains you like intellectually. Yeah. It drains you like you have your guards, you have your barriers, and it's not required. and it drains you and then like after a week and two weeks i got settled i was like no one is going to ask me who am i like yeah. if i walk down the street no one going to stop me and ask me do you live here so even though i go back home and be happy and you get turned down and then you come back you're still turned down yeah. and then you need to tell your nervous system okay it's safe it's safe and then i need to regulate a lot yeah. so it's not only the logistics of going back and coming and staying in chiang mai it's like you have to alter your own reality mm. and then uh here living in chiang mai like even though that uh, you know i have a job i have full time job i have visa i have work permit everything settled uh, the way that i would i have to interact with chiang mai i have to interact in indian way because i cannot go all out and uh, just live a farang life what, what what do you mean by that what do you mean by like it's like in the it's like uh if let's say that i have go to a restaurant and have a lunch or dinner okay So back in India, I would spend around fifty uh, baht, which is like hundred rupees. Right. So if I spend hundred baht here, which is like two hundred, two hundred twenty rupees. Mm-hmm. So my mind would be like, would you spend this much of money on a meal uh, when you're back in home? So, so I have to like limit my, not limit myself, be conscious mm-hmm. of my resources. How do I want to spend? Because I do support my family back home. So even though I live with friends, I live this beautiful life. I still interact in an Indian way. How would I interact mm. back home? So you, 
it's still you it's still yeah, me it's still you like yeah. i try to adopt live like um, my friends and yeah. carefully and uh, it's so difficult to go all out or to adopt yourself completely here i think also as like asians right mm. like you and me we 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 don't come from like i get the whole like you know save money and yeah. like you, you know like there's this i don't want to live paycheck to paycheck yeah no, yeah no like i'm i'm i will bargain if i can bargain you yes. know i i will save money yeah. and it's just a cultural thing maybe yeah, but yeah. it's also like i i i don't want to like Oh, you know, life is short. I'm just gonna fucking bomb like whatever and eat and like and just do whatever I want and then like worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, no. yeah. Like I'm not <laughs> yeah. in that space anymore. Yes, eh. it's uh, so even though like for example, I went to a music festival last week. Uh, the tic- yeah. yeah. So the ticket cost uh, a little bit too much, which is out of my monthly uh, expense that I would do. And then when I make an extra effort to go to this festival. and then i go inside and have fun with everyone as equal and they come and ask me like oh what do you do here like like we have one whole day to tell me like what i'm actually doing here mm. and so when they see you they instantly see you as an equal mm. so i'm not saying that i don't feel equal to them even though i put myself out there i have so much of baggage that i'm carrying so much of like so much deeper level of like struggle so much deeper level of thinking so much deeper level of saving and like thinking consciously mm. expense and then i go there and they treat me as like one of them mm. i find it like okay this is new how do i interact with such things so so it's like when you come from a different culture different world altogether it's not like you come to here and start living the life it's lot of scripted that you have in your that you need to challenge by yourself challenge by yourself and good thing i have my practices here mm. like i have my meditation i have my music i go for walks barefoot uh I'm also trying to like have one-to-one authentic conversations with people who are spiritual. Mm. So it's a it's a constant challenging of my ideas, constant challenging of who I am, because I cannot live the complete Indian life here. Interesting. So you need to have a protected space where you feel you can fully go out, and then you have to like adapt yourself to the reality. So every single day when I meet my friends, when I go to office, it's a constant tug- struggle of like, okay, I need to interact with this in a different space. Then I interact, and then when I come to my own space, or then I interact with myself, I have to shift mm. the thinking process that I have. So even though like I don't do much in a day in an office, then when I go home, I just feel drained. Mm. Like it, it's not required, but the condition, the conditioning that I have had growing up. uh and the last 3 years in chiang mai have put me in a space where i need to change and shift my reality and thinking process every single space that i interact i i think that's a good way to look at things mm. and i think it's important mm. to always have one foot in reality mm. the real world mm. the physical world mm. and one foot in self improvement we yeah. call that the spiritual yeah. space right yeah because you're always trying to move towards your higher self yes. which requires spirituality yes. which requires like a awareness yeah. of yourself and yeah. how you improve yeah. but then also we can't forsake no, no. the the physical world mm. and then we start to just mm. you if you really want to forsake the the physical world just run into the jungle and live in mm. the mountain area mm. right you can mm. find a tame mm. atonement there mm. but because we are still members of society yeah. we still have to partake in yeah. work and finance yeah. and be yeah. members of society yeah. it's it, yeah yeah like there was a huge shift that happened to me uh, in the music festival uh, because it was so free and liberating to be in that space of everyone is just open they're having conversation no one is treating you lower or higher you just be equal 
and you complete it's a protected bubble right mm. and uh, when you are there you forget about the external crisis mm. you forget about your struggles in uh, chengma you forget the struggles it's about holiday lah it's you a holiday yeah nothing and i was there and i was having really good fun and then i had to speak to my family Ooh, and brings you back a bit to reality yeah and then uh, so i i'm i'm uh, so i'm a youth counselor yeah. i've been a youth counselor for last 8 years uh, my speciality is working with young people and speaking them so i my speciality is making someone vulnerable and making them see who they are so they can help themselves so i don't help anyone i just make you feel l- listened and heard and then validate your feeling that's what i do so my family never understood what i do for a long time uh, but my mom slowly understood that okay uh, this boy has ability to hear and listen and bring in a different perspective so that that is a huge uh, issue happening in my family uh, and then my mom for first time in my 36 years she asked my help like can you come to india can you help us because we feel like there is no end to we are just stuck in a loop so i went back home and i counseled everyone and then my family health was okay and then i came to chiang mai i like you know when you come to this reality you cannot stop thinking about it but you have to make an effort to be in the present so when i was in the music festival i completely forgot about all the all the happenings and then i was in the present and happy and ecstatic and then my mom calls me and then i go and have the call and then again like i need to like shift wow. shift this ecstatic pure joy and then put myself in my family shoe because i need to empathize them mm. don't i don't have to but i need like as a family member they are extant part of me so i had a one hour long phone call and then i realized that you know i don't know which is an illusion and which is the present wow like I have this beautiful joy of space where I can just go and forget everything and then I have this family and instantly I feel like my roots are asking me to come back. Yeah. So after that one hour of phone call I was completely drained. Mm. Like you know not because of I had the call but you have to shift from this reality to this reality. Thank mm. God I found meditation or meditation found me. So I have to sit and just observe like and it came to me saying that you know everything is an illusion. like everything is an illusion not because i close my eyes things doesn't exist but i choose to see what i want to see mm. and then i understood okay i can be with my family and empathize them i ha- can also go inside and have fun so i was like okay i did a role i did my part as a son i listened to my mom and she is in a better space now i don't have to worry about her but can i just consciously shift and go have fun so it might sound simple that i did that shift but the reality shift and going into the present and seeing everyone carefree was like oh my god i mm. can be carefree at the same time i cannot lose the sense of who i am mm. i have to be stay in touch with my reality so all of them is my reality so it was a huge huge transformation such such insider and it is tr- like i'm trying to like you know i'm imagining me in your shoes and having to be one on one hand being present at this festival and like you know what I I took I bought the tickets I I'm here to have fun loosen mm. up mm. and I want to be present yeah. here yeah. and then like but you know family is family yeah. and then like something happens so I yeah. need to deal with that mm. which is what is real yeah what is real and I feel like it's both and neither like Everything. such a right, yes. it's a paradox right <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like what uh, what lord shiva represent he is everything and he is nothing at the yeah. same time so for me interacting with this 
this western person who is in holiday who's having fun who's drunk and then i feel like you know i respect you for who you are yeah. at the same time i respect who i am for that at the same time like i cannot be like you mm. but i i accept your existence uh. like that was like you know you are here in different country and you are having fun it's very easy to judge and i did judge because you know bro you don't worry about everything you live at the present i was like who the fuck are you to tell me that but at the same time what you're saying is true mm. this person who's living their god self is saying to me that i can also be that he's not saying that i should forget my reality your reality is true at the same time you can also be that i was like you are an enlightened master to me right now wow so it's a practice to see god self in everyone yeah. it's not easy as it sounds and at the same time it's simple as that it's just acceptance again and again and again and again so yeah that's a glimpse of my life <laughs> <in Chiangmai. laughs> like all the things that i put up in facebook people like back home even going to a waterfall yeah. like i put a simple like it's like 15 minutes from my home yeah. i put a photo of waterfall in my facebook and they were like are you living in a paradise i was yeah. like how did you end up there i like i have no idea how did i end up the only thing i know that you know i never stopped myself yeah. like i can tell you i'm the only person in my entire community who speaks tamil who living in a different country mm. and uh, i have no idea how did i end up here and even all my college friends i don't know anyone who's living in a different country and they are they are so proud of me that you know when i finished my college i started to speak english so i understood that me in order for me to break out from my community my city i have to speak english mm. and how did i learn to speak english by watching movies wow. like every single day i would watch movies i would see the subtitles i would learn and speak and speak and speak so i once i understood that i can communicate i started to apply for volunteering yeah. so through volunteering i went in north india which is a huge thing again india is a huge country yeah, yeah, yeah. and my family was so scared they were like you cannot leave you cannot leave you and they, go. Yeah. yeah and then luckily uh, my my entire family we are three brothers and my dad and my mom like four males and one female mm-hmm. like we are like four egos maniacs and my mom was like this alpha woman who handled everyone and my mom is like my best friend mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, my elder brother back in 2015 we were look like arranged marriage and uh, my mom sat to me saying that no we all live in a house if your brother get married he will bring his wife and they have to start a family in this house so either you move out or uh, we look for another house for my uh, brother i was like thank god this is happening <laughs> this is my ticket yeah. so i told my mom okay i will look for another house that's how it started and then i told my mom instead of looking for other house can i just travel india mm. and then come back for like 3 months and my mom was like little hesitant but she understood that you know like i'm different i asked too many questions so my mom was like okay and then she asked me will you come back i was like yes i will come back <laughs> so i left back in 2015 i never went back <laughs> yeah so 15 eh? yeah so i never lived with my family after that wow so i went to north india i volunteered in different ngos uh, since i finished social work uh, it was easy for me to volunteer in ngos and give my time and they would give me accommodation mm. and that's how it started and then i traveled different bits of india and i volunteered in different ngos worked in very grassroots uh, grassroots organizations where they work for underprivileged people like marginalized people for their rights and uh, one thing led to another uh, i got exposed to a volunteering social work program where you have young people from uh, uk mm. 
and that's the first time i spoke to a foreign person mm. and i learned that you know you can actually say no to things because you know young people from different countries especially from uk they are very vocal yeah. about what they want and what they don't want so that exposure taught me that i can say no to people when they ask me to do stuff so for 3 months i worked with them lived with them i understood that you know i can also speak with people who are from different countries So with that scale I started to work with young people and that's when my counseling career started like mentoring counseling career so I have a very special skills with people from different diversity uh people from UK people who are not only from India so I can understand that you know the way that you say something it's also come from your upbringing of your culture yes. it's a normal thing but when you work in social work sector it's really important to understand the diversity Yeah. So that's how I applied for a job here in Chiang Mai uh-huh. uh, to work in a school. It's an international school. They have international community students. So I worked. I applied for a job which is called the boarding parent. So it basically gave emotional support okay, to okay. kids, and that was my ticket. Uh-huh. I did not know that existed. I also did not know that you can apply for jobs in different country where they take care of your visa and work permit if you mm-hmm. go through the interview process. Mm-hmm. So that was like okay. Yeah. I can apply. and then uh, i like to speak and uh, i like to like smile and make joke about it so that interview was really fun and that was my ticket and they gave me and they gave me visa work permit and they brought me to chiang mai and uh, when i told But this before that did you ever no no this is incredible <laughs> so when i told this to my parents they did not believe me that i got a job outside india yeah. and i told them yes i got a job and they going to take care of everything and that's how i came to chiang mai and once i was here uh it's a different world for yeah. me like everything is high tech everything is one step and two step advanced to what i used to like outside world and um, the, way, the the more that i started to live in chiang mai the more i understood that i am indian like i'm south indian 100% i cannot remove the indian out of me and then the more i interacted with uh, people who are from different culture uh the more i understood that i really love my culture oh that i am so hot in with my culture i used to be an atheist hey. <laughs> before okay, okay. before Tell leaving me. india and then uh, wasn't wasn't hinduism like part of your culture yeah i'm hindu yeah i'm 100% you, hardcore hindu but i was uh-huh. atheist because you know growing up in a very hindu dominated community they tell you to do things yeah so they tell you to wash your leg when you come inside they tell you to put the bindi the white ash in your forehead they tell you to worship our elders they tell you to do things but the explanation of why you do is very little it's just do as you're told yeah do yeah. as you, and i've been doing that for so long and then you don't even know why no and when i started to do social work when i studied social work i understood that you know the true empowerment is when you come you ask when you ask why and when you understand why you do certain things because i don't want to follow what you tell me to do i want you to explain and empower me to make my own decisions so <laughs> i love what you're just saying i love what you just say continue please yeah and then when i came to chiang mai uh, my friend she took me to this kirtan and i was like first time yeah first time uh, i was like growing up in india you go to kirtan you have kirtan in your home you go and attend every every temple every friday you have listen to kirtan i was like oh my god i did not come to thailand to attend the kirtan <laughs> and then i go and sit i'm sure that this kind of kirtan also happens in india and in my city but now i never got exposed to it mm. and when i sit in kirtan this guy 
PK he's my sensei hey. uh, he was like explaining me like lord ganesh is like he's the remover of obstacles when you pray to him he gives you strength and he breaks the barrier i was like no one have ever told me wow. an explanation of lord ganesh and he's my favorite god he's my buddy i was like okay i don't have to pray to him i can speak to him mm. and then i started to do research about hindu some hindu gods and i understood that you know Hindu gods are not idols they are not they are not someone who living up in the sky they are like energies and that's how hinduism was explained back in the old days like you know uh, when they say that you have to worship lord shiva or when you have to follow its footstep they don't tell you that you know lord shiva is sitting in the skies and you need to worship him and he's going to help you they just simply say you have to sit stay still and once you stay still you understand who you are because you are going deep and deep and deep and inside inside and then you understand you are just nothing but ego and when you when you understand that you understand you are nothing when you understand that you are nothing then you realize that you are everything there we go yeah that's there lord shiva yeah and i was like i was mind blown i was like oh my god the way that i was living life without any explanation means a lot to me and and then i and then and then i started to believe in energies and then i started to attend more kirtan then i started to uh, do uh, like uh, retreats where you worship lord shiva where you where you sing about lord ganesh where you sing about lord saras uh, goddess saraswati and when i started to sing about them without have to think that you know i am surrendering to someone or surrendering to some this, this one is this person is sitting in the clouds i melted into their energy like when i sing about lord ganesh lord ganesh is nothing but cosmic intelligence that energy gives you intellectual Uh, understanding how do you can overcome a barrier and then i understood okay this is what hinduism is all about hinduism is all about going inside and understanding what is happening around you because if you start keep looking outside and you want to understand what's happening you never understand what's happening inside so you can only understand outside by going inside mm-hmm. and through that you see, start to see the world for what it is so when i went back home after one and a half years and then i went to my <laughs> praying room and then i like light up incense and then i like om namah shivaya my mom was like who th- are you like for like- 35 years you did not do anything and then yeah. one year you going to uh, thailand and you become a monk yeah. i was like i understand what it is mm-hmm. and even now i'm not going to believe that there is someone outside but i understand the energies and then my life shifted and that's uh, that's and then now i don't call myself hindu i call my i don't i also don't want to call myself spiritual i am just a human who understand i'm trying to understand energy and feel them mm. so that's why there is lot of uh, hindu idols uh, around me because i believe that they exist mm. not as someone who sitting in the sky but energies yeah that's how the hinduism was explained back in the days so yeah and through that i understand that you know everyone is trying to do their best here not ju- not just because someone have more privilege and uh, i am underprivileged i don't want to call myself underprivileged but i understand my myself and my place in the society so if someone is rich i understand they are gifted by lord uh, goddess lakshmi they are they are gifted and if someone is singing really good music and then i don't underplay myself i'm like they are gifted by lord saraswati mm. like they are gifted and they open themselves to that mm. and how i am going to open myself to a certain energy so i can like invoke that energy in my body and and my friendship 
my uh, my the way that i interact in office my personal relationship my family relationship has completely changed in the last two years like i told my mom never asked me help and now when i go back home and then i understand that you know uh and talk about myself more and more and more not from a space of you know i cannot live in this family anymore i need more exposure but i understand that you no know, this family is important to me uh, although it is small for uh, for me to interact so i have to remove myself so i can interact with this family even more in a deeper sense so me explaining myself more my mom had the trust in me to ask my help so yeah like the more i accept myself the more people accept me that my family accepted me for who i am my friends accept me for who i am uh what i uh, what i would say that i have sat with myself more and more and more not to get uncomfortable not to get sad, not to get like okay i need to say positive affirmation mm-hmm. but if i'm sad i'm just going to sit with myself okay i'm i'm sad let's just see what happens like meditation sitting on a thought doing meditation have really helped me uh to navigate uh my life here <laughs> such beautiful sharing i love it i i i resonate with a lot of things that you said mm. i i i feel the same way about about the deities as well through my own experiences mm. and i yeah ganesh for sure who who can't relate who who can't who can't have the help of Ganesh yeah. right everybody yeah. needs the yeah. help of yes. Ganesh yes yes everybody has someone that they resonate with yes. you know whether it's hanuman or yeah. whoever yeah hindu deities doesn't belong to indian people yeah it's universal and it is energy right yeah. it is not like you said it's not a man in the sky no. it is not, it is it is nothing and it's everything <laughs> yeah. yeah and there are times in your life like say from my experiences where i needed some guidance and mm. I, i didn't know who to turn to mm. And of course you turn towards yourself or you turn towards a higher power. Mm. And the more I was um introduced to certain certain deities, so mm. I resonated with Shiva the most mm. because for him he was like the father figure. He mm. was the he was the destroyer. And mm. it, it does it seems a bit like uh dark, mm. but it's not because once you realize that there yeah. you, you you there is a necessity in mm. destruction. Yes. like there that that trinity right the brahma vishnu shiva you mm. need yes there is the creation mm. there is the preserver mm. and there is a destroyer because mm. you need that constant yeah, cycle you, and i felt that uh, for me at a point in my life i was just holding on to whatever i was holding on to my past i was holding on to my my pain my suffering i was holding on to it desperately and i couldn't let go and i needed something to just um I needed to die, hmm. right? Quote unquote. I needed to yeah. die yeah. so that I can be reborn. Yeah. But I wasn't allowing myself that death. I was just holding on. I was struggling. I was like all sure. injured and everything. I was just struggling, crawling. I know I need to survive, but then I needed death. Right? Yes. I needed to die yes. to be reborn. Yes. And then I resonated a lot with Shiva at the time. Mm. And 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 then, I mean I got the the snake as well, you know. <laughs> so like I I Uh, and as well, of course, it was doing a breakup. Now, I was every night I was at home in the mansion, and I needed to just uh, let my old self die yes. to be reborn yes. into this newer version mm. of me. Mm. And then when that that transformation happened, mm. I became a bit more. Um, I had more self respect. Yeah, I had more like okay, I yeah, you know, like people break up, breakups happen, mm. but then like I I needed to 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 um. Reevaluate certain things, mm. right? 
which means the old self needed to go hmm. to then create. And it's a lot hmm. of work. It's hmm. a lot of like fucking, you know, self-reflection and, 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 and sharpening the mind and everything. Hmm. But it had to happen, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But to, to like, to that initial moment of like hmm. letting yourself die, that's hmm. so scary, right? It's a definite ego. It's, it's, thank you so much for sharing that story. Hey. I got goosebumps <laughs> because I had the same story in my life. So, like, when it's interesting that you talk about breakup. I think we all live the same story, some chapter, yeah. some point in our life. Like, back in 2021, I was, um, so, I I worked for six, seven years in social work, in, like, very marginalized, working with people in village and rural community, people who can't even have food in their plate, and you're working with governments and very hard-hitting stuff. And then I come to Chiang Mai, I work in this international school, where it's a completely different target group. Like, you get paid, you get all the security, but, you know, deep inside, I was not happy. Like, it's like fish in a different water. And then I decided, okay, this is not working for me. Like, and then I told my friends, I'm going to risk this, and I'm going to leave this job, and I'm going to find another job. People were like, are you are you crazy? Like, I understand that, you know, you have to live your values, but you, do you are you going to give up the future here? Like, well-secured future. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Because I'm not happy. I'm not going to lie to yeah. myself. And it takes courage. It's, it, it takes a lot of yeah. courage. To That's why you need to invoke Shiva sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And then I got another job in a different uh, uh, state uh, here in province. And then I went there. And again, really good salary. Really beautiful life. Like a paradise life. And then again, I was like, I'm not happy here. I understood that, you know, this is not the people that I want to work with. Hmm? And I these the work is important. It's required. But, you know, anyone can do this job. If Logan is going to come from India and Chennai to work in the city, I need to make people's life better. And I want to work with people who don't have the choices in their life. So I decided, okay, this group of privileged and different... Tar- no, privileged is not a bad word. And uh, this people, this target group, I cannot work with. It's not my expertise, not my area. Then I can quit my job and then I came back to Chiang Mai. I was... I did not have visa, I did not have enough money because I just quit my job. And then uh, in that time I did a San Pedro ceremony, uh, cactus. And then in that point I was really scared. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, and then I asked Lord Shiva, like, can you just, can I surrender to you? Oh. And then the minute I surrendered to Lord Shiva, he destroyed everything in my life. Like the idea that I had, who I was, the career that I had. And the partnership that I had, uh, the friend circle, everything got like, it was removed and it was destroyed. And I, I left, I, I, I was left with nothing. And then that was the choice that I did. No one did anything to me. No one betrayed me, but I had to go through the process of dying. Yes. And then I was also going through a breakup that time. So I understood Lord Shiva is the destroyer, but he does not destroy which is working. He destroyed something which you think it's working. Mm. And then he removes everything and then he leaves you with nothing. And once once I was in that state, I was like, okay, what I'm going to do with my life? I don't know. But let me use the resources that I have. I felt like, you know, uh, can I get food and accommodation for free? Because I don't have money. Mm. And then I thought, I have time in my, so I can give the time so I can get something back. So I looked for a monastery uh, and a meditation center. I told them, you know. Uh, I can volunteer and do work. I just want a place to stay for some time. So I stayed in the monastery for a month and then I was going to become a monk. Hey, <laughs> yes. Wow. Because, you know, when you meditate, 
when you put yourself in that space you forget about everything else you give up all your responsibilities i was like this can be a career i'm happy here i'm with my higher self and then i side by side i was also looking for jobs and then at a point i was like okay nothing is coming back i'm just gonna sit in this meditation and then i told lord shiva or universe like i don't want anything i don't want anything and saying that was so scary like consciously you were saying giving up your life like i don't want anything and then i was like okay what do i need in that moment i need a job i need a place to stay i need a financial circulation so i can support my family because people are dependent on me so i told these are my needs and the reason behind my needs and uh, i again say like i i'm ready to give up all this because i cannot do i'm trying i'm trying my best i don't have anything and then when i shared my needs without any expectation without any attachment like reality of what it is after the next day i got a call from the place that i was applying they say like you have a job <laughs> and i was like okay but i don't have money like i don't have a place to stay and they told me like, okay uh because you cannot get your visa here you have to go back to a different country to get a visa why don't you go to india mm-hmm. i was like are you like are you kidding me right now are you saying that i can go back to india and stay with my family and come back after like two or three weeks and like yeah i was like i did not have money to go back to home in that point because everything was like i don't know i was like jobless mm-hmm. and then for me to give up every attachment and expectation and actually ask the universe like i need this and everything was given to me just like two days of time i had a job i had security and they paid me ticket to go back to india and then come back i was like life you don't have to struggle if if you ask if you really ask your need and if you have the good intention and you make the work for me make to happen you get everything back because i i in that time when i was wanting to become a monk i was also looking for jobs uh to be honest i was not looking for jobs i was looking for organizations that my mal- value matches i want to be helping people i want service, to, uh, yeah, yeah i want to be service and i also want to get paid so i looked for a job in this organization that they work with uh, laos uh cambodia and thailand mesot like uh, immigrants kids who don't have any privilege or don't have any future but they create the future i was like this is the organization that i want to be part in and then i manifested it i made the work i did all the i have also worked as a human resource so i know how you can speak in a interview how you like can forge your cv not forge like you can make your cv and cover letter so with the pure intention of me i want to use my life as a devotion to service i asked the universe and i got it wow and then uh and then i told them you know i can come to the city because i was living near pai it's another village near ching mai so i told them i can come to your office but i also want to tell you that i don't have a house so i will also need some support from you and they said like yeah we some we can help you but you have to look for your own house i was like okay and then i came to ching mai and then one of my friend who i have not met in long time she missed sent a message saying that oh i have seen your uh, photos in facebook do you want to get a coffee i was like okay nothing to lose and then i came i would not believe that you know she said that she is leaving chiang mai and she wanted me to have that house she wanted me to have this house so i was like wow. what is happening so what i was tra- what i'm trying to say is like you no know, and then i got my house like when the minute i saw this i was like this is me 
The universe provides it. Yeah, like that's what Lord Shiva represents. He destroys everything and he leaves you with who you are. Mm. And then you build yourself from that. Because when you are nothing, you become everything and then you take what is yours and then you build yourself with pure intentions. And then within a span of 3 months from not having anything and I had everything. Wow. <laughs> even now I'm saying it like, you know, is that even actually happened? Yeah. I was like, I am I cannot believe that happened to me. There is there is like when you have nothing, right? Hmm. It seems scary cuz I have nothing there. No hmm. house, no job, no hmm. I have nothing. Hmm. And when you are at the bottom, hmm. when you've hit rock bottom, right? Hmm. There is power in that. Yeah. There is potential in that yes. because you can't go any lower. No. Nothing can stop you. Really. Hmm. The only way is up. Hmm. And I'm sure oh that's beautiful how he yeah, said because, it. <laughs> because like you, you know it's so hard to tear down someone it's so hard to destroy someone who's already at the bottom. Yes. But it's so easy to tear down someone who's all the high top. up at the top, yeah. right? Yeah. You you get some rich guy I I just you know um oh one day your car doesn't work. Oh I can't go to work. Oh I can't drive. Uh, but what can you do to the guy that's at the bottom? You can't do anything yeah. to the guy that's at the bottom. Yeah. He, yeah. You, what are you going to take away his 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 wife is plastic bag. Like there's nothing left to do to that yeah. guy. So he's mm. in a way he's in, invincible. Eh? Yeah. So there is strength, uh, there is potential, and there is power mm. in at the bottom. Yeah. And Shiva reveals that to you. Yeah. Right. You take yeah. everything away. Yeah. Who are you? Mm. And if you don't know who you are, then it's a reminder to to then forge yeah. this identity. Yeah. But if you know who you are, mm. and you take away all the distractions, all mm. the material possessions, mm. now you have an opportunity yeah. to be who yeah. you truly yeah. are. And you can also understand. very deeper values yeah. when you hit the rock bottom because if you still blame someone else ah. for all the things which has happened to you like i can tell that you know i blame all the westerners i blame all my friends who are living happily i have this reality which is struggling i blame the school that i worked for because they did not provide me opportunities I mean, to fulfill my values blame your parents yeah. blame everybody there is no blame once i understood that you know there is no one to blame i only saw opportunities hmm. i would never call myself that i have less money because my perspective is i have enough resources to live mm. consciously i don't have money as someone else but i don't compare myself i say that you know i have limited resource i have enough resource for me to choose consciously and make my decisions so when i was in the rock bottom and then i felt like, okay you know there is no one to blame hmm? mm. what do i want to do of course i'm in chaos but there is a flow in the chaos yeah there is peace in the chaos yeah. and that's where i was really grateful for growing up in uh, in chennai india because you live with the chaos and you're ad- you adapt to it you adapt yeah. to it and then your senses get activated and then i saw my full potential yes i lost everything around me but i have myself yeah like i have my skills i have my knowledge i have my way to speak i have my smile like i understood that i have a beautiful smile yes <laughs> yeah. i concur yeah. yeah like when you speak to someone you also transfer the energy when someone is coming and meet you if you have the smile and say hi and hug and like be warm and they become yeah. warm the entire conversation become warm so i felt like you know from now on i'm going to say hi to everyone when i go to my office that's what i told my orientation i'm going to say i'm going to walk to your desk and say hi to everyone and i did it for like i still do it if i don't do it for one or two days people come and ask me logan are you okay hey, what happened hey, hey, hey. like i want to start my day with your smile like They don't say that you know I miss the work that you do. Mm. I miss your energy. 
and that's what i wanted to do i want to work in a place where you know you transform your energy and you make the whole space transformative mm. i have seen a lot of change in my organization in the last one year because there is a culture shift because in my organization we have the thai we have myanmar people we have laos people we have western people i'm indian <clears throat> so you have lot of different diversities and they come together and interact in different spaces but you know you don't understand that we have all the same energy mm. we are all all the same yeah. yeah so in the last one year me putting myself in different shoes and different spaces and just creating a space for people to just come together now people start to do that like you become a mirror and people start to mirror you and then i understand that we are all reflection of each other mm. now there is a huge culture shift it did not happen because of me uh, it also happened because of me because people also inviting mm. so now there is a huge culture shift of people being happy all the time and people making initiative to make other people happy all the time and when i don't go for office like one week when i go home people say that no we miss your energy mm. i mean like i'm happy like when someone said that they miss my energy like how spiritual is that like it's coming from someone who's not spiritual but who am i to say that they're not spiritual when they say that no i miss your energy that's the deepest level of spirituality yes. because they see you for who you are not your color not what you do not, they see your heart not how you dress not no. the things that you do no. it's just your presence yes. and that presence is defined by your energy yes. how you make people feel yes. through that beautiful smile yeah. of yours bro you just walk into the office and you smile hey good morning friends from work and people are like oh i feel i feel good i yes. feel it's it's nice having logan around and that makes their day whether it's just a small moment yeah. but that's all that matters and then it's so important and i feel like sometimes that that is also like that, that that's 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 like everything also mm. like yeah. that small little yeah. gesture and then one important thing i learned from doing this you know not everyone would would want to invite you in that space. Yeah. So the first month I would go and say hi to everyone and one person genuinely came up, oh I'm so grateful for this person. This person came and told me like sometimes slogan your energy is too high. Mm. For me I need calmness in the morning. I was like, okay. I have this energy, but do this person want this energy right now? Ah. They have to be with themselves. And then what I did, I'm conscious of the energy that I enter in a room, but I also want to be conscious of other people's energy. Right. Some people want to see my smile and some people just want a head nod. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. some people just want me to see from a distance. Yeah, just like a little wave, yeah, yeah. an acknowledgement. Yeah, acknowledgement. Yeah, I see you, that's yes. it. Yeah. And then I did that and then this person again came and told me like, Logan, I really like the way that you take feedback. Ah. That morning, you just saw me from a distance and made an eye contact. That made a huge impact in my life. Wow. And that made me feel like you know you have space for me in my own capacity. How was like I did not even know that. Ah. Like sometimes even a head nod mm. and eye contact it's a huge support for someone. And then I learned by making a mistake. Mm. Like that's energy work. Mm. That's how you protect someone energy from your energy and then interact where they are at mm. from a distance. So not only this organization gave me a space to work my skills as a social worker as a human resource it's uh, it was also a huge spiritual practice for me to contain my energy because you know when you come from a transformative life of losing everything and come back you are just proud of everything that you have done mm. at the same time it makes you humble for everything that you have oh that's true because you came from the bottom right yeah. so you understand the the, the journey and yes. you understand that the hardship that comes from yeah. from being there. Yeah. And now everything is a bit more Yeah. 
you're a bit more grateful, you're a bit more appreciative about everything because you came from that space. Hmm. You didn't come from quote again again privilege, like yeah. and again privilege is not a bad word. Yeah. But like you the 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 hand that you were dealt by God and you worked with that hand hmm. it, it it somehow seems to be more respected when it comes from having nothing to something hmm. rather hmm. than having something hmm. to nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just makes you feel humble. Yeah. And grateful. Yeah. Like last week uh, I had an accident bike accident yeah. and uh, it happened to me at uh, Sunday night at like 9pm and I was I, I was little fast but I had a helmet and I was like it was empty road and straight road he was supposed to go that medium fast and towards my left this friend a grab friend like grab delivery person they were I, I don't know they might might in a hurry and they were supposed to stop and then turn but they just went full on and turn and uh I hit my brake and the and the bike slipped and they hit me a little bit and then I fell down and then I was like rolling, rolling, rolling on the road and thank God I had the helmet in my head. And then because I just saw my head scratching in the road, Whoa. if I did not have the helmet, I think I would have lost my left hand side of my face or yeah. my eye because I clearly know it was not a really good fall. Like the thud was, I had trauma about the thud like two or three days afterwards. And then I was just in the floor and there was like, I thought my, I had my left hand broken because I could not feel anything. Uh. Thank God I had a jacket. And then I just lay there. I was like, ah, I was like so much in pain. And, and this driver came and uh, he helped the motorbike. And then he saw me. He was like, Kothod, uh, Kothod. Sorry, sorry. sorry. And then he went. Huh? He went. Okay. I was like in agony. I was in the middle of the road. I was like, I don't know what to do. I am I am so unfortunate to have this accident. I was like, what did I do to deserve this? I don't know what I'm doing. Why can't this person be kind? And then I realized, and then I was having my helmet and then I took my helmet off and then I just touched the helmet and then touched my head. I felt like, oh my God, if it isn't for this helmet, I would have, I don't know what would have done. Like, yes, I was in pain and agony. This feeling of being grateful for having this helmet overtook my agony. And then I felt, I felt sorry for this driver. And uh, I also felt, I had this empathy that, you know, they are in a hurry or they have to do a delivery. They don't know what they're doing. And they thought that they, they, are, they did a mistake. They had to like remove themselves from this side. I did not have any anger to this person. I was like, I'm just grateful to be alive. Yeah. Like I could have also slowed down, slow the fuck down, Logan, when you go in an empty road. Like there is, it's no one to blame. Mm. It just happened. And then, uh, and then this car stopped, a beautiful uh, old lady, she came and she helped me. She like, should I call an ambulance? I was like, no, it's okay. And she gave me water and she gave me a bandaid and she like, there is a medical here. You can go and help, ask for help. And then I just felt gra- so much mm. gratefulness, like gratitude to these people who helped me. And it's, it's okay. Mm. There are like hundred people who want to help you. And this one person, you don't know what they're going through. They're choosing not to help you. They're choosing not to help you, which doesn't mean they're a bad person. Mm. And then this helmet was given to me by my ex. Mm. And um, and she she always jokes around like, Logan, you, you can be this immortal and invincible person, but you need to protect your egg mm. head because you have this massive ego yeah, yeah. and your ego makes your head big and you need this helmet. And I refused it many times, but she was so persistent and like told me that you need to have this. And she gave me back and back and back. And I was like, okay, I don't want to give it back. And I kept it. 
that little act of kindness saved me in that moment i just felt so grateful to be alive and i wanted to share that gratefulness like it was a reminder for me to you know i was going too fast in my life like i want to heal after the breakup i want to heal myself i want to do so i want to learn music i want to go to ocean i was going to india i was so fast like doing everything again and again like rapid fast and that incident what just me like slow the fuck down and be grateful for where you are there is no rush there is healing is not a race where you feel like i have healed myself no just calm the fuck down and so ever since then i'm just slowing down like slowing down has been so difficult because slowing down enables you to see yourself even more deeper mm. of course i'm i came from the bottom i built myself and down the line i also built an ego mm. like i created myself i logan did this and that did not allow me to see the world because i was moving so fast so this whole accident was just a, a reminder, reminder. Yeah. slow down there is no i just be grateful for everything and then i realized that i i'm so grateful mm. for the person who gave me this helmet and uh, yeah i'm grateful for that grad driver to remind me to slow down mm. because he was just turning he did not fall down mm. the person who hit the brakes and fall down it was me so in his perspective i was speeding Mm. So that's why he didn't help me. He was he was going somewhere else. So I cannot say that no, it is because of him. Again, there was a lesson of not to blame anyone. Mm. Take responsibility. Take responsibility, yeah. man. Yeah. Take responsibility for where you are at. Hold yourself accountable with love. I did it also. I did not also say the look on your slow down. Like you should be not raging fast. I'm like it's okay. Mm. Like I have to pick myself up now. Mm. Yeah, I, that was a beautiful, painful reminder to slow down. it's necessary it's right necessary. no greater teacher than pain yes and wisdom is nothing but heal the pain hey i love i love that i love that yeah ha <laughs> oh. damn yeah so much wisdom has been shared through mm. all these experiences so much and, wisdom and has so been lived so much gratitude lived. also yeah and some of it's, it's it's so fresh mm. right? it's so recent right yes. i mean like It, the wound is still there i can see it all bandaged up mm. and it's so fresh in your mind this reminder so mm. clear and it's it, it's true like to have such gratitude for mm. life your life and people to to have such forgiveness for yeah. the people that are, are you know the the grab driver yeah. or whatever yeah and also one of the lessons that i learned is that you no know, you always can choose to be kind kindness comes from inside you can choose to show your kindness in the way that you want mm. if that grab driver who'd have picked me up and did the kindness in different way i this whole learning would have not came out mm. something might would have came out but i'm so grateful for that person the way that he acted because i have learned slowing down is important mm. i can choose to be kind i i have to remind myself to be grateful for everyone in my life mm. like yeah of course i'm i'm going through a breakup but i'm so grateful for this person to spend 5 years with me like so fucking grateful like my life have changed completely upside down if it isn't for this person would something might have happened but i really love the chapter that happened i really love what happened last week i really love what happened to we as back because it have made me 
options to build myself and i have carefully picked option which built myself so yeah i mean what is the alternative if not to love the situation mm. hate the situation no. to be resentful of no. what happened to you no. no of course not we would never learn yeah. you you won't learn anything from that yeah but to to love that it happened to you yeah. how the perspective has changed yeah. now yeah oh what a beautiful lesson life yes. has taught me through this yeah. pain now how I wonderful you know yes how beautiful you walk away with a smile on your face like, yeah. yes how beautiful now i see that accident oh my god that's a really good reminder yeah. to slow the fuck down and now as you as you learn this lesson and you share this with me and now hopefully as we share this to whoever that's listening to whoever out there that's listening <laughs> may this also be a reminder to you yeah like i really like what you just shared uh working in a development sector ngo field for a last 8 uh, to 9 years i don't know how long i keep saying 8 years one of my mentors uh who told me that you know i when i when i was an activist i'm still an activist but when i came into this field i was like i need to work for the poor i need to build this i need to do that like so much energy and fire mm-hmm. and i would like i would i would put my values on physical stuff like doing something physical and then one of my mentors told me that you know one of the greatest development is touch people's heart you might not know what the impact is going to be you don't know what the impact of what you sharing in someone else so when you say that you know people going to listen that's one of the biggest development impact that we can do touch people's heart we don't have to do anything else and all you needed to do was just be yourself yeah through being yourself through having your own perspective mm-hmm. and you you uh interpret that mm. in your own way and mm. you share the story right mm. it's just an experience that you've experienced and you share that through your perspective mm. and now again to whoever that's listening or even to me like i i i listen to it and there is a lesson to be learned from this mm. and i carry this energy with me to the next person mm. and now it becomes a chain a, a chain yeah of 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 sharing love or sharing gratitude of just a reminder yeah. we we forget eh? yeah. we really forget we go through life day to day you know mm. you wake up you take the bus you go to the work you sit at the same desk you do the same mm. thing you go home you clock in you clock out mm. and you just mm. forget mm. you forget that you're alive mm. you forget who you are you mm. forget the you know the to look at the tree to, mm. to feel the wind in your hair mm. Mm. nothing like a reminder yeah. to jolt you out of that yes. cycle yeah. you know uh, you know sometimes when you're riding a bike and you just like Ugh. yeah just like a little thing that wakes you up right? yeah and like oh I I'm alive. I forgot about yes. it because you're sort of like just cruising. You're sort of like sort of drifting mm. off, and then like your bike like a bit like oh you wake up already, you know. So it's just that little moments that life will remind yeah. you, will wake you up. Eh? Yeah, and even this podcast, even when I'm speaking it, I'm I'm reflecting like you know this whole event of accident and slowing down that happened. I was contemplating like, am I thinking too much and making so much uh, spirituality out of this little event? And then speaking about it in this podcast, it's affirmation that like yes. that was supposed to happen and this is also a little reminder if you look back on everything right from the helmet to the bike to the whatever that you're going through and rushing through it forced being forced to slow down through the accident reflecting on the accident uh creating this experience of gratitude sharing this on the podcast everything everything that's flowed. a flow it's a yeah, flow everything flowed Every, then it becomes like meant to be yeah so then why resist mm-hmm. when it was meant to be it was yeah. it, it was supposed to happen there yeah. so you, all the more to be grateful for it yeah the only thing that we have to do is surrender mm. and then be yourself 
and take it from there. I mean, there is nothing to to, to what else, what resist that nah. fight, you know, <laughs> struggle. That's what we do in life. Yeah, like, we fuck. I don't want this to happen to me, so I resist it. Yeah. I struggle. I, I don't want. But then, when we surrender to it, we when we let the universe take hmm. charge, when hmm. we surrender to hmm. our fate, hmm. sometimes. Hmm. And uh, one of the when I was living in the monastery, uh, one uh, beautiful monk, his presence is just so beautiful. Like the minute you go near him, you you are you feel a sense of calmness. Hmm? He told me once that you know everything for you in life has made out. Hmm? Uh, of course, there are people who are unfortunate. Yes, uh, for them also everything is made out. If you understand, there is help everywhere. Hmm? And if you try to resist, that's where we push away the universe. Like I don't want this. I don't want this. I think I want something, and the universe will give you what you need. Mm. And then you understand. Okay, when you see the thing for what it is and what it means to me, in my reality right now, you understand. Okay, if this is supposed to happen. The universe will always give you what you need, never what you want. No. You think you want something, and if you don't get it, you you. You feel sad. You feel mm. like, mm. oh shit! You know, mm. I didn't get that job. I didn't get mm. that car, that house, whatever. Mm. But the universe will always give you what you need, mm. not what you want, mm. because the universe is God, mm. and God's love is a father's love. Mm. If a if a kid falls down, like you know, play play, is it climbing a tree falls down? The mother will come and like, oh, are you okay? There, there. Uh, you know, are you okay? You need, you know, you want some, you know, uh, help. But the father's love is like, get up, <laughs> like don't don't cry. Get up, brush yourself off. Mm. You okay? Okay, mm. good. Mm-hmm. That's the love of the universe. Yeah, he will not smother you. He will mm. not like oh, you know, and that's feminine and masculine, right? Mm. And uh, I feel yes, that's the fatherly love. Yeah. I really like how you use the fatherly love and motherly love. The gender has nothing to do here. I talk about energy. Yes, yes. We, we are talking about energy. Yeah. Like the gender has nothing to do when mm. someone say that no feminine. I am feminine. No, we are. I, I'm feminine. Yeah. So I embrace my femininity yes, and I yeah. embrace my masculinity. The father energy is different. The mother energy is different. Yeah, but I mean, we need them both. Yes. You need the unity of the family. You yes. need the mother to to like. Are you okay? Yeah. And the fathers are like, you okay? Yeah. Continue. Yes. Do what needs to be yes. done. You need the both. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> that was a bomb of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, dude. Like when we come here, I don't need any questions. We're just gonna talk. Yeah. Oh my god! And when people think about surrender, mm. they sometimes think of surrender as a negative thing. Oh, I'm giving up. You're mm. not exactly giving up because mm. surrender isn't about like mm. not trying. Mm. Surrender is still requires you to put in effort. Yes, but letting go of the outcome, yeah. which is different yeah. from just like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna lie down and hopefully the universe will just help me. Because uh. then you're not trying, you're yeah. not doing. You're just anything. being lazy. Yeah, you're being lazy. Mm. If you put in the work, if you do what, if you if you try your best and then you still don't, you don't get the thing, then you surrender to that mm. fate. Because when you don't surrender, you are resisting something. Mm. You're putting so much effort into resisting something, like. Even even in a relationship, like a woman surrendering to man or man surrendering to a woman, it's not a bad thing. If you're surrendering to a right person, that is, like surrendering means you are devoting yourself. You are devoting towards an energy. You are devoting towards an act. And if your intention is right, if your intention in right places, 
that surrendering becomes empowerment like for me i surrender to lord shiva mm. which doesn't mean that i'm going to like give up life and then become a yogi and then follow and like shave my head or grow hair i'm not going to do that i'm going to surrender to this energy and which means that i will have everything that i have but i will understand that it's not mine mm. everything is borrowed yeah everything is borrowed then i start to work from a space of i have every fucking thing that i ever want that's what surrendering means yeah. you you devote yourself to a practice you devote i surrender to yoga okay what do you do you don't just move your body and do poses you surrender to the practice yeah. the practice is not only in the mat surrendering because means that practice come back to your life you are having a conversation you see how well this conversation going and then you feel like this is not for me this is my limit and then you come back so you surrender to yourself you surrender to the practice of what you do to have something to surrender to like you yeah. can't just surrender blindly no. you can't just like okay no. jump off the cliff and then no. like what cannot do that yeah you need to de- to surrender so yeah. or devote yeah. to something and yeah. that something is yeah. higher than yourself yeah yeah i i surrender i have been resisting this ever since the breakup i was like uh my partner and i separated my family is in india and i don't know what i'm doing and then the slowing down and then i surrender to devoting myself to service of people mm. i surrender completely i choose i don't choose to work with farangs mm. i do have farang friends i do work with farangs but i choose to spend my professional career in space where you know people don't have opportunities i surrender myself to this practice i completely surrender it's not like you know i don't surrender to a, okay i can go to another organization i go to a school i can find another job where i can just like given blindly 8 hours i don't want to do that i consciously surrender here i devote myself uh i devote myself with, i i choose to stay with people who i believe that you know i can surrender to doing service yeah. i don't question anymore yeah. like i don't question my organization intention anymore uh, because i surrendered myself because my value matched i trust them i also did my experiment to understand okay can i blindly tell do whatever they're asking me yeah. now i understand that, that they are doing a greater impact by me surrendering to them and giving my time and hours i'm doing a really good work and which connects to the work in a larger scale so my surrender becomes an act of empowerment mm. so we need to see where we are surrendering and what why do you want to surrender to this person why do you want why is this person or this energy what impact they're going to give us and what impact that we're going to give on the outside world so yeah that's what means for me to surrender like for me i surrender to this podcast i surrender to you i devote myself to you in this in this time that we spend because i know you have a pure intention i know that you no know, whatever is going to come outside this it's going to have some impact so i have surrendered myself mm. uh, i also consciously share what i want to share because you don't want to overshare you don't want to trauma dump someone mm. like i cannot share all the traumas that i went through so i have to be conscious about how i want to surrender towards what limit so mindful Yeah because it's, it it's not about just dumping all the oh you know my life sucks this happened to me that happened to me it's not about that no one wants to hear your problems no. we want to hear how you overcame yeah. those problems it's yes. not about what happens to you it's yeah. what you do about it yeah there's no one to blame mm. and if i see the whole world as fight i'll be fighting like everything's a battle because that's your perspective yeah. right if you see the world as a bad place everything yeah. that you do yeah. has to be in defense of yeah. that yeah 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 but if you see the way the world is in a good place then mm. you can truly open up to it yeah when you see world as a battle you will be fighting yeah if you see the world as light as a feather 
you will be floating from one place to another so one of my practice to see the world light as a feather okay i had this incident how can i see this uh, incident as a feather can we float from here do you want to stuck in saying that i want to fight this incident? no i don't want to fight i want to float i i want to choose my battles i don't want to fight here <clears throat> what inspires you to make these podcasts or these series of podcasts I've always had interesting conversations with my friends. Mm. Like just say day to day. Like I mean look at the people that we hang out with. Like mm. yesterday when we were having dinner. Mm. Uh, you know just talking about you know fucking Jackson's reading poetry to us mm. and we're just hearing all these things. Mm. And then I always have interesting conversations with my friends and then now I'm like oh, I wish I wish my other friends could hear this also to mm. learn from whatever that had I I got to experience. Mm. And then during that time uh podcast became a bit more popular but mm. it wasn't like as popular as it is now mm. and I remember like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna create one uh, I don't know what it's gonna be about how I'm gonna do it but I just I, I know that I enjoy talking to my friends and I wanna share that somehow mm. then when I became a yoga teacher I had access to all these people uh, mm. all, all these yogis mm. and I was like okay it's a good way to mm. it's a good excuse to like hey I have this thing you wanna come do this, <laughs> right? cause like it's not often that you like say for you like like, yeah, this thing like it's something to do mm. rather than like hey, you just want to hang out like mm, well, mm, what we're we gonna do like mm, I don't really know you. Mm. So like to to come and to do this thing, which is mm. also just talking. It's not mm. like we're doing anything; we're just mm. talking. But mm. somehow we are immersed in this space. It's mm. you and me. Mm. I'm present. No phones. No mm. distractions. We're not at a coffee shop. We're not like looking around. People watching. Mm. It's just you and me, and I'm present. Mm. And because of this mic in front of us now, so it get like we are talking to someone mm. like we are I have to be a bit more presentable yeah. like you say you have to be a bit more mindful because people are listening yeah. but also when I look around us I'm in your house there's no one else here but you and me mm. so it gives us the illusion that like people are listening but also no one's listening mm. and you can open up a little bit more because mm. you're just talking to me what, mm. right you're, you're sharing just to me mm. but and also you're sharing to everybody else yeah and the energy which is created here I like it's very intense it's your space your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's most your box comfortable. You decide I prefer to go to people's places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I some you said something interesting. Just speaking with people, like for me, like diving into spirituality, and uh, you know, I don't see motivational speeches in YouTube. Uh, I do follow Osho. He's my guru. Uh, I need Osho wisdom now and then, so I do watch his videos. Uh, in real life, when we meet people like you. When I meet people like Jackson or Craig or PK, uh, Elizabeth and um, Katie, the, like they're all my teachers. Mm, yeah. Like this immense amount of things that I learned from these people. Like that's one of the things I really love about Chiang Mai. Even though that I don't live in my country, I have the, all the reality struggles. These people have taught me how to live life. Mm. Like they are from a different culture. They are from different background, different level of society. Economically, financially, uh, culturally. Different stages in their life. Every stage Young, of life. Young, old, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, and they are showing you how to live life. Through their perspective. Yeah, through their perspective. How how can you live life if you have this? And that is really empowering for me here in Chiang Mai. I really adore my friends. I really adore... Uh, when you were talking about doing this podcast, I was like, I want to hang out with this cool dude. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> because you are a teacher. Like... 
you are a teacher and you you lead the way and tell people this you can also live life the, like this and if i am going to have a really low time in the next one week or two week or anywhere i would think about this podcast i feel like that's a cool thing that i did with this dude but also i i mean i, I mean thank you but i'm no much a teacher as i as you are a teacher to me yeah. i'm just a mirror yeah. right i'm just sitting here and i let you speak yeah. and i'm listen- and and if anything you are teaching me why and you're teaching all of us right now and i think all my all, all i'm doing is just holding space i'm just here yeah. and i'm letting you speak yeah we are all reflections you know? of each yeah. other <laughs> <sighs> so nice and i i being here so I mean your mm. friends are my friends right the people the same circle mm. and there's so many people that I want to speak to and I don't I know and I don't have enough time you know like oh man but <laughs> like, all, I mean I have come, all the time I, in the world that's not true. now not it's now that's true that's true yes yeah I may not be able to talk to all the people that I want to talk to on this trip but I, I you know I'll be here I'll mm. come back again every year uh, as usual once you come to Chiang Mai you never leave Chiang Mai yeah. you live physically yes yeah that's but true but the impact the people that you created it's gonna the stay community, yeah. like in the last two years I have met so many people mm. who come here and then you become instant family yeah you are a family here you are part of the family so even when you leave that's the thing about family right you leave them physically but they are the family yeah. you always go back they are there for you you are bonded already though yeah. yeah and I'm lucky enough to be in that co- this particular mm-hmm. the soul connection community yeah right? <laughs> Yeah. It's all created. Yeah. It's, it's meant to be. It's it's meant to be. Mm. It it you don't have to make an extra effort. You just have to be yourself and give the amount of capacity that you have. Yeah. And that's all enough. Mm. Well said. Mm. Wow. Uh do you have anything else you want to share? Anything else on your mind? Uh my mind is my heart is content uh one thing i would want to say uh again sharing my experience uh people have asked me like ha huh, okay how did you like i left my family took a risk went to north india and i stayed there for 6 years and then i took a risk leave my country leave my family and then i come here and then i took a risk and leaving two jobs and then again the breakup happened so every single time when i have to make a decision i always make a decision from my heart because the heart doesn't know anything because i always believe through heart not through mind and that's one of the practice that i do and it's very difficult because when you want to make a decision from your mind and you want to believe through your mind and the mind only tells you what it knows hmm the heart doesn't know anything and heart feels no right. i feel like okay i have to quit my job and then my mind will tell me you don't have visa you don't have this you yeah, don't, don't have do this, this. you don't worry do about this. money what are you yeah, going to yeah. do for security and then yeah. my heart was like oh it is raging with excitement i was like i don't know what's going to happen i don't know ah. what's going to happen and it's also so scared so i have a practice of it has helped me to come here so i am safe to say that you know i will believe through heart mm. uh, i will make decision through heart because heart only wants to make risk and your heart is your instinct yeah. your your tr- your inner self yeah. guiding yeah. you and i i completely believe in trusting your gut yeah. right yeah certain people that you meet you sort of know like i don't want to trust this person mm. and like 
maybe physically you kind of like have no reason to trust or untrust this person but then mm-hmm. deep down you're like I think I like this guy or like yeah. I think I should yeah. be careful with this yeah. guy when you're walking down the street when mm. you're when you're at an interview when you're doing a job or whatever you just sort of know like okay I think I got a good feeling mm. about this place mm. feeling yeah. which is a heart thing yeah. not thinking which is a mind because thing because it observes the energy yeah there. it's energetic yeah, again. Yeah. and you must be mindful about it you have yeah. to be aware of these subtle energies to be mm. able to then determine mm-hmm. how you feel about it because if you're not in tune with your heart, you're only looking at the world through through the mind's eye. Mm. And then then it's very easy to trick you. But mm. I just dress up nicely. I make this office look nice. Like, hey, come over for me. Mm. And then you don't even know who I am. Mm. You don't even know whether you're being cheated or what. Something fishy feeling that I yeah. yeah. And you must trust that yeah. somehow, sub- subtly, the way that the snake sort of moves, mm. you sort of know like, ah, oh, this guy is a bit dodgy. Yeah? Yeah. And then and that's how you can... Yeah. Put, yeah. It, it gives you a sense of place where you can start. So you're going to trust your gut and uh, believe through your heart, mm. which doesn't mean things going to happen, turn out really well, and it's going to be la-la and happy ending. No, it's not. It's going to give you an opportunity to work on yourself. So, mm. okay, I trusted my gut. And I, I, if you ask me, would I go through and quit my job and go through that? I'm not going to do it. Yeah, okay? yeah. I, I, want to, I want to trust my mind here because that was really difficult. Yeah. It was really difficult. And you wouldn't do it again, but like you're glad it happened. Yes. Yes. I'm so grateful that I took such a great risk and the reward is so greater than that. So I I and people who are listening to it, I would uh, promote that next time you try to believe through your heart and not through your uh, mind because uh, my guru Osho, he explained this. He told me a story. Can I share a story? Please do. So um, he told this story about uh, how to believe through your heart because no, how do, you, how do you distinguish between believing through your heart and believing through your mind? And then uh, he told a story about this one philosopher who's really knowledgeable and who's really brilliant and intellectual. He did everything in his city, in his village. And uh, he, has not, he felt like, though, I know everything. There's nothing else to do. And he met this uh, one old lady and she was like, oh, you know what? Uh, you have to work with your heart. You have to believe in the God. Uh, you you can when you go to this mountain and you can uh, so he met this lady somehow we don't know how to go to it but this lady was like if you go to this mountain you will find God and you can speak to the God and understand what is next for you so you can work with your heart so this guy he was climbing this mountain he was like he was going round and round and round and down you got so tired and then he slipped and then he fell down he fell down from this mountain and he grabbed a root of a tree or something he grabbed and he was like and he's trying to get up and climb and he could not do it and he was just stuck there for so long like hours and hours and it got darker and then he was like oh i cannot do this anymore god i trust in god please help me someone help me from heaven like blah 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 and then the heaven opened there was a voice from the heaven saying that you know okay what do you want why is your life is so special why do you want me to save you because you lived your life with your with your knowledge and everything now you want you my help i don't trust you why do you want my help and this guy was like I need to live because I have so much to give to people. I want to help people. I want to make my life useful. That's what I've been doing. Um, uh, I want to learn more. I want to... So he used the word learn more. And the guard was like, do you want to learn about yourself? Do you want to trust your heart? I was like, no, I I always trust my mind because I have acquired so much knowledge. And it's what's protecting me. Because the mind protects you, right? And it's been protecting you for so long. And the guard was like, okay, uh, I don't... I'm not convinced to save you. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to save you. There's nothing special. There's like hundred or million people like you. And this guy was like, okay, I believe you. 
I believe in what you're saying, but I want you to save me. I was like, okay, uh, you want me to save you? And the guy was like, yes, will you say, will you do everything that I say? And the guy was like, yes, I will do everything you say. And the guard was like, let go of the root. And this guy was like, I'm not going to let go of the root. What are you, are you, uh, because if I'm going to let go of the root, I'm going to die. And the guard was like, you say that you will believe me, but you didn't believe me. That's so believing through heart is like letting go of the root. You don't know what's going to happen, but you believe in yourself. You go down, you go deep, you get yourself hurt and then you believe, okay, I'm going to get myself up. Believing mind is like, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to the things that I know because it's just protecting me and I don't want to let go. So believing through a heart is a really difficult practice of like doing risk and understanding and hold yourself accountable. So I believe through my heart and it have brought me here. And uh, I also believe my mind at times, but the whole point of meditation is also to just like, no, play with the mind and understand your mind and calm the fuck down, buddy. It's, it's, it's okay. So here in Chiang Mai, it's been a huge practice of me to believe through heart. Like even the ceremonies that I go, the plant medicines that I do, is everything about coming back to the heart. Like even this whole conversation has been heart to heart, right? I'm not speaking from my mind. That's and true. Yeah. So everything in life that we do, naturally is believed through heart. Oh, yeah. Because we're not having an intellectual conversation. conversation. Yeah. We're having a conversation from the heart. Oh. Yeah, it's a heart to heart conversation. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So I believe through heart. Because it is always, it's not always right, it's always the best. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. And I love this story, the story of letting go. A yeah. leap of faith. Yeah. Right? Into and the unknown. Yeah. If you die, you die alone, then that's your fate. Yes. And we surrender yeah, to it. Yeah, you surrender. But you don't know what what's downstairs. You don't know what, you don't know what you don't know. No. Maybe downstairs, maybe the, the pool is just, you know, you're drowning in a shallow pool. Yeah. Or maybe once you let go, you just drop onto the ground yeah. and you're fine. Or yeah. into a a stack of hay, a pool. What's, you don't know. Yeah, what what is life if you just do the same thing again and again? And there's and, and you need like un like you need like a strong, strong trust yes. in the universe. Yeah. And trust in yourself. Ah. Like you don't have anything. You just have yourself. You have your skills, you have your heart, you have your body. Body has a wisdom of its own. Mm. That's the gut feeling. The body will tell you this is safe and this is not safe. And we don't listen to our body. And that's a difference also when we go back to surrender uh, about surrender it's not about letting go and like oh okay I, I, okay, I, I give up I let go and I die already that's mm. giving up mm. but if you surrender mm. if you realise like, if I stay here if I hold on to this I know I'm going to die because mm. no one will help me mm. I can't do I can't move mm. so I have to trust that I'll be saved and I let go mm. and letting go is uh, I mean I've, letting go has been a really hard, it's hard. practice it's, it's so, so hard, hard. it's 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 like you know, Buddha, I thought, if, if I asked you to let go of all your material possessions now, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's let go of all the your your friends. Hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like um, this one of the facilitators from this uh, uh, plant uh, medicine ceremony. She her name is Dao, and she is like an angel. Dao, yeah. And she has been doing this practice for so long, and she have dedicated her life to serving. Every, I need to speak to them. As yeah. Point, and then you know when you when you work energetically, you exchange energy. You speak with someone who is having a bad day, you go home, you feel you will feel bad. Yes. You speak with someone who's having a really great day, you go home, you feel that energy. Yes. So when she works with energy and then she's neutral all the time, I ask her, How do you do it? And she said, like, I let go. I was like, 
So How? simple. Hey, let go. I was so like, simple. it's not my energy. Yeah. It's it's not mine to take. And uh, and I've been letting go of things like material possession, family, emotional, my relationship. It's not easy. I say to myself, it's it's a story which is ended, and the story is continuing in a different way. I cannot go back to the same story again. It's a different story. It's a different story. It's not mine. It's not mine. I say it to myself every single time. I say it in a positive way. I don't say that no. I had a breakup. It's a bad breakup. Mm. I had a break free. So, I love this person. I'm still in love with this person. Although I understand the reality has shifted. Yeah. So I need to accept what's happening. So it makes me remember the story again. Uh, we in India we like to say stories. Everything. I love hearing stories. I I everything in life you hear from stories. Okay. so these two monks they were uh, you know monks they go on alms round they go and mm, get food right, and yeah. they go back to the monastery so these two monks were on their way back to the monastery and they were about to cross a river mm. uh they have to cross the river in order for them to go to the monastery and uh, in the river banks there was this beautiful young girl was standing there and the monks they were walking and the girl was like you know beautiful as in the, just the presence and she was like uh, can someone help me to cross this river mm. and one of the monk was like sorry i cannot touch women mm. it's one of the precepts that we have so we can i don't know whether it's a precepts or they just like refuse the mm. offer i cannot help and he crossed the river and this another monk was like okay you can hop on to my shoulder or hop on to my back so he helped cross the river and this girl goes away and then he comes to the monastery So they were going to the monastery. The minute they were going to enter the monastery, this monk was like, "How could you? How could you carry that person in your back? Uh, I I cannot believe that you carry that person." And this monk was like, "What do you talk about? I let her go way back in the river. Looks like you are the one who is still carrying that girl." Whoa. So letting go is not only a physical act; it's also in the mind, wow. because an event only happens once. but we relive the event every single time mm. we think about it because we associate ourselves to this event saying that this happened to me mm. and you are talking from your ego because me is my ego because my ego got hurt so mm. this attachment is towards my ego when you believe that you are nothing and you practice being nothing 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 this letting go is also getting easy so i am not going to carry anything which happened to me i'm not going to carry the taxin that happened to me that's an event that happened in my life i'm going to learn from that event that i'm not going to relive that event every single day and that's how you also practicing letting go like you detach yourself like it's not it happened to me it's not me hmm. i'm going to disassociate myself with that i'm going to only take the learnings good things and bad things what can i learn from that i don't want to repeat it again so i'm going to practice letting go in this way everything is a lesson yeah Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's fucking hard. Ah, damn. This is a. Uh, I enjoy myself, man. I I found immense joy, <laughs> immense joy, just oh. uh, speaking about just life experience. Just life, yeah. yeah. Just like yeah, yeah. And it's been like that for the the past few people that I spoke to. So we just sat down, like, "Hey, what's up?" And it's just easy. I love it. Yeah. And it's a great note to end things on. Also. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for sharing. I I found immense joy, and uh, it's also a really nice way to connect with you. Yeah. Right. And, uh, to bring Likewise. in some, yeah, yeah to bring in some Singaporean energy hey. to my house and my home. I hope I hope it. it yeah. Oh, it's it's my home is grateful that you visited. 
with all your equipments and uh, i hope that people who listen to it also get something out of it i'm sure they will and uh, i'm also i also wish my like and my love to you uh, I, I uh, in, it. I in whatever you're going to do thank you namaste namaste om namah shivaya before we truly come to an end there's two things i i would like to request number one i need to take a photo of you just for <laughs> social media so i always forget something as set one picture now if you don't mind yes. show us a beautiful smile <laughs> number 2 is can i humbly request a performance a uh, song of oh, anything if you don't mind yeah i can i can play a song yeah yes i've gotten everybody so far to to play something <laughs> so it's like it, it. harmonium is little loud so i'll i'll just i mean i'll, I'll figure it out okay that doesn't have to be long like a minute two minutes whatever i'll, I'll let you do maybe i'll move this back a bit i'm going to go to take a piss uh. how the last one hour went i have no idea Yeah. I look like I'm in a cave. <laughs> Put a lot of effort making to a nice bathroom. Okay, let's see. This harmonium has a story Ooh. because I really uh, admire people who can play instruments and Atum. Yes. I went to play music with him and he once jokingly said, "Look, do you want a guitar?" I said like, "I cannot play guitar, man, because I have like my right arm is like yeah. uh, disabled. I don't like I can work with this hand my right arm I cannot do it. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Like four of the fingers are dead. Really? Not, yeah, that doesn't perform well. Are you left or right-handed? I'm left-handed. Oh. Yeah. I, never I mean noticed. I'm right-handed but I practice my yeah. left. It's been okay, like okay. 6 years. So I can do it if I put it like this uh. but I cannot open. So oh. I had to like only Whoa. use my thumb. Okay, okay. And I he was like then you fucking find an instrument with your work with your body. I was like <laughs> What? That's true. And then I found this instrument, and I don't have to do anything with my right hand. I can Ooh. just use my left hand. So Once things again, happens you know, yeah. when people just jokingly say, and then it comes to you.
Thank you, thank you, thank you. A short and sweet little performance by one and I find my joy in simple things. Simple two friends are just sitting and speaking. <laughs> in months, I'm on the fucking joy. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. And with that, we end off this podcast. Thank you. Uh, here we are at the end of the podcast. Uh, always a very reflective moment to be in. Uh, I enjoyed it and I hope you enjoyed it as well and and like I said at the start like when I got to chatting with him very self-aware guy very very strong very compassionate at the same time and so much grace with his words considering that it's his second language you know and I really enjoyed his understanding of the world and how he shares it with me and I guess with us uh, throughout this whole episode so thanks again Logan looking forward to chatting with you again when the time comes when I'm back hey uh, once again if you enjoy listening to it uh, feel free to repost it on whatever social media thing tag me tag the tag the Mostly Yoga page I'll repost it on IG or whatever and then uh, if you'd like to donate as well uh, links are all in the this description below you can go to coffee.com slash mostly yoga show your support that's about it I hope you enjoy the rest of your day your week your life uh, oh my neighbor's back okay uh, that's all see ya bye <laughs>